Welcome back to the Daughters of the Moon podcast. We're grateful that you can join us for another week. Sure. And- <laughs> Sometimes she misses her lines. <laughs> and we're very lucky we have a special guest with us, Andrea Keller. Andrea would describe herself as highly sensitive, clairvoyant, and empath since childhood. Growing up with this heightened sensitivity was challenging to the point that she turned off her gifts in order to feel normal during her adolescent years. Acupuncture and Reiki were the catalysts that broke through her guarded heart. Andrea graduated with a diploma in acupuncture from the Canadian College of Acupuncture in 2010 and became a Reiki master in 2013. These practices allowed her to feel authentic and make sense of who she was, bringing her a tremendous amount of joy. As both a practitioner and teacher, Andrea is committed to being a clear channel of divine universal light and love. She understands that spiritual growth never ends and is committed to doing the work in her personal and professional life. Andrea's greatest passion in life is to guide others on their ascension path, as well as to help others heal and overcome the effects of trauma. She has a special interest in working with women who have experienced abuse and mental health challenges. Andrea understands the deep effects that childhood trauma holds over the body, having moved through it herself. Through the use of several modalities, Andrea found Reiki to be the most powerful tool in breaking through discovering that living a life of freedom, joy, and self-love is possible. It is her mission to hold space for others, to witness their own trauma and karmic patterns, gently guiding them through personal transformations in order to fully embody the light that is available to all. Together, we can make this world a brighter place and usher in the new year. So welcome, Andrea. It's really nice to have you here. It really is. Thank you. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. So tell us a little bit about how you got on this journey and and how, you know, doing these things has helped you along your path and your passion for helping people with the trauma and abuse and those kind of things. Yes, right. Yeah. So I actually started right out of high school working in Western medicine. So I was a physiotherapist assistant and I worked in hospitals and nursing homes and even um, group homes, actually. Oh, nice. For about 10 years. And then something just, I think, just awoke in me. And I just felt like there was just somewhere that I could go that would be deeper, you know, in regards to helping others. I love Western medicine. It has its place for sure. But I was just a little bit more interested in bringing spirituality into the healing arts. Yeah. So, Beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So that's when acupuncture opened up for me. And honestly, that window, when that happened, that was like what changed everything for me when it comes to being a practitioner. So, yeah. So I studied acupuncture for three years in Victoria, B.C., and and actually right after that is when I discovered Reiki and you know it was really interesting because when I was studying acupuncture I was with a whole bunch of keeners (laughs) a lot of people they were there to get 90s like 100s and it was kind of funny because after a lot of the exams, there would be the same people that would go up and would argue their grades because they were so animate that they wanted to just have like the best grades. And I kind of (laughs) felt that pressure and I was tuning into myself though. And I thought, you know, my own truth is that I just need to get 80% 
And if I know 80% of the material, then that's all that I need for my journey because something inside of me said the other 20% was going to be filled with something else. I didn't know though what that was. However, yeah, by the end, right at the end of actually um, of the three-year program, that's when I started to feel a call for Reiki. And that's when I started to think, oh, this is going to be the other 20%. So yeah, when I started my practice, I was able to just start to kind of play with bringing chakras into acupuncture and reading the energy intuitively when it comes to taking pulses and it just flowed so divinely. And I was able to create my own practice that was really unique to me. Yeah, sounds like a nice mixture between the two, right? Because they sort of kind of go in alignment, really. So that's that's excellent that you did that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I love it because the Reiki, like that works with the chakra system and the emotional and spiritual body. And then with the acupuncture, you get the physical body. So they felt like it was able to just really take my clients a little bit deeper in their experience. That's beautiful. Mm -hmm. You know, giving them your all, that's what you're doing. You know, all of you. Yeah, exactly. So how did you get into working with people with trauma and abuse and stuff like that? Like what led you down into that path? Yes. So, you know, that's really interesting because (laughs) the universe you know, it's funny that way. I don't know if if either of you notice this too, but you will attract the clients often where you are also needing to do your own work. They are often a reflection of ourselves, right? And I've learned so much through my clients. So it wasn't intentional. I just, at first was just attracting all of these clients who had anxiety or Um, who had been through some kind of a childhood trauma. And then, believe it or not, I didn't even know about my trauma. Well, I guess that is pretty common. But for me, I didn't know any of it. I suppressed it all. I forgot all of it. And it was probably only about three years into my practice as a practitioner that it started to come back in. And the memories actually came back in for me during a Reiki session. Oh, oh. yeah, <laughs> that's, that's common. <laughs> so powerful. So then it was just interesting because as I healed, I felt like I was able to give more and more um, understanding and tools to clients. And then as a result, too, they would keep coming in and reflecting me. So it was just this beautiful dance of healing between my clients and myself and kind of like we were all learning and evolving and growing together. So, and then, you know, after you've done it long enough, you just kind of are more intentional about then putting that out to help people. Yeah. That's one thing I love about Reiki because we both do Reiki and is that energy that you create between the people and that, like you said, that exchange. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. It really does give you a healing yourself while you're doing it too, uh, to help you to calm down and things like that. I believe Reiki is amazing. I love it too. So I got, we totally understand what you're trying to say to us about that. (laughs) I express that to people that aren't in the know of Reiki. Um, You've done a good job um, because uh, you know, it is about healing them and making them be the best they are. And Mm -hmm. um 
you know, and it really does. I don't know about you, but when I start doing my Reiki, I just can get lost in it with the emotions and the feelings and everything else that comes with it. So it's a really cool tool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely. By the end of the session, you know, you always feel so uplifted because you just spent the last hour in that enlightened energy. So, yeah. 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 And do you bring in other tools when you're doing Reiki? Like some people bring in like crystals or feathers or music or, well, other music besides just the relaxing stuff do you do do you bring any of that into your practice yes I do I so I actually I work very closely with the angelic consciousness and the four archangels of the four directions so when I first create my sacred space I'll always call in those four archangels and then I like to create a grid so I'll use crystals um, whether that's um, clear quartz or a crystal that represents each archangel. And I will place them around in each corner as I'm invoking them. And then I create that sacred space or like a protective bubble of light and love. Beautiful. So yeah, so I, I'll do that. And then I find I've actually made my own clearing spray. I sometimes will use like Palo Santo or actually not very often sage. But I, I kind of like the sage I will use if there's like, it feels like dense energy or <clears throat> somebody who's perhaps like hanging around that I don't want in my space <laughs> energetically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm finding that that's super powerful to clear kind of like the dense energy, but I try to bring the energy up, you know, with like the Palo Santo and then the high vibing chimes. I find that really helps too, or singing bowls. So yeah. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, my, my clearing spray. So nice. Yeah. Well, that and that's nice. I actually Googled how to make a clearing spray and made my own as well, just for my room when I'm doing my practice, just my personal practice, or if I'm doing cards for somebody or something, then I can do that. And I have a little shaker that I shake around in the, just to get rid of and move that sort of energy. Right. I think that's yeah. an important thing to yeah. bring that in but I love that you bring in the angels with it too because that that's such a nice connection when you do that connection with an angelic realm like that yes mm -hmm. it, but, yeah, it really is. which four angels did you bring in again sorry you probably said and I was <laughs> oh no no I just said the four directions yeah oh, so okay. Archangel Michael who rules the south and Archangel Gabriel who rules the west and Archangel Uriel who rules the north and then Archangel Raphael, who rules the East. Nice. Very nice. Very beautiful. You bet yeah. it is. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. so where is this leading you? Like, how did, do you have other things that you do as well as just the, not just the Reiki, but with, alongside of that, do you do any classes or what kind of things do you do? Yeah, so I actually offer um, new Earth Angel Reiki classes. So that's a program that I channeled. That's actually an interesting story. Too. <laughs> I that unfolded. You know, life is just interesting. You just, for me, I've always just led through intuition and I've lived a life outside of the box, right? And um, trying to live in trust and faith. And yeah, so through all those experiences working with my clients, I started to 
see that I was able to take my clients deeper. And I, I also, oh, I'm getting distracted. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to go on a tangent. I'll stay focused. Just to answer your question. Um, yeah, I do. I just, I channel the program that um, what it does is it takes either their practitioner, if it's a practitioner taking the course, it will help them to take their Reiki practice deeper and it'll allow the practitioner to um, help support their client to understand maybe what suppressed emotions are being carried in the cellular memory. And it will then help also um, just bring up gently any suppressed trauma and it'll help to clear at a cellular and a quantum level. So Very that nice. all came through while I was practicing with clients. And then one day the archangels or the angelic consciousness, they just said, okay, you've done this enough. Now here is the protocol, take it and teach it. Cause it started, you know, becoming pretty repetitive. What, what I would do all the time. Yeah. So yeah. And then from there, it just, it really um, expanded. Like they'll start helping people with this present life. So working through inner child shadows, you know, trauma from this lifetime. And then as the program progresses, it takes you into uh, your past life and generational healing. And then from there, it expands into multidimensional healing. And then finally clearing the blueprint in the matrix. So yeah, so Very it's a nice. program beyond just even helping the practitioner, but also just helping people on their ascension journey. So yeah, so that all came through too. So I also do that and I teach those classes. <laughs> You're very involved. That's great though, because the more involved you are, the, I don't know about you, but it just touches my heart when I do Reiki and, and do everything with it, bring mm -hmm. my crystals into it, incense, whatever. And I feel so empowered at the mm -hmm. same time where you're getting yeah. the messages for the people. Yes. So, you know, and what you're doing is beautiful. So um, if you were going to tell somebody, a listener, um, what they could do to become a person like you that could do Reiki and things like that, where would you, where would you um, take them? That would lead them into, a, you know, them finding their bliss in life. Right. So, so do you mean like um, tools that they can use? Yeah, you can tell, you know, anything that's going to make them feel like Reiki is something maybe they want to find out more about, uh, that maybe it's their avenue of, of traveling into the spiritual world sort of thing. What would mm -hmm. you, what would your suggestions be to them? Or would you have some? Yeah, well, I think the, when it, when it comes to all of that and, and advancing your journey and the tools and all of that, I really feel like the number one thing is being open to look at your shadows because I really really feel like that is the number one way to ascend and hold more light is to have that ability to be self-aware and have the humility and the vulnerability to and the courage and the strength right so yeah. much courage <laughs> to to look at those wounds and to look at those limiting beliefs because it's those limiting beliefs that are holding us back from being authentic and and really owning our spiritual gifts and and stepping up 
And as we clear those shadows, it's like, you know, all those shadows, all that trauma, that's like, imagine all these little rocks that are sitting in your body that are blocking your light. Mm -hmm. And if we're able to find that courage and strength, then we're able to just remove one block at a time. And every time we do this burst of light will come out. So, you know, until, and I, I really feel like that's what's behind Ascension and um, the spiritual journey is being able to clear and, and remove those blocks to ultimately find ourselves again. Yeah. Yeah. And I would agree with that because I think when you start, I know for myself, when you start looking at that shadow side, as hard as it is, it's so important to our growth just in everyday life, not, but right. It just, it does, like you said, it opens us up and allows that light to come in so much more and, you know, it's nice when there's people like yourself that are out there that are helping people get through those shadow things and the trauma that comes up with it. Because I think a lot of people, as you said, suppress that trauma. Mm -hmm. And it's not until you're either older or you're working through that shadow stuff that this stuff starts coming out. I know. Yes. Yeah. Or it's like, you know, when the universe just (laughs) <laughs> um, we'll recycle it and recycle it you'll just see you'll just find yourself in that pattern you know every spring here you are again you know facing the same dilemma or the same blocks it's it's really interesting isn't it it's yeah I yeah find- I really like I like it I I sort of started learning a little bit about the psyche and stuff like that with the self-limiting beliefs and I love that and the shadow work to go along with it because yeah, you're exactly right. You just keep repeating these same things. It's like, why does this happen to me every spring? Until <laughs> and then until you dig deep, you don't know the reason for that. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's uh-huh. true. And Which who would who sorry, go ahead. No. You can go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> would would you tell people that like um calling on angels or whoever they kind of believe in? Um to meditate, to what kind of ritual practices could they do to bring some of that light in? Yes, I think, I think that's great. That's funny, because that's what I was just going to comment on. So we're all the same vibe here. (laughs) Yeah, that's great. I, I really um, find that, yeah, a practice of being present is key. So yeah, tools like meditation, um, you know, even when Eckhart Tolle came out and he, with, with all his information, I found that so helpful too, where if you find, you know, you're getting caught up in your day to just set a timer or just try to mentally think, okay, at lunch, I'm just going to take a minute to just breathe and observe maybe what, what am I smelling? What am I hearing in this moment? Um, you know, really activating the senses and anything to just get you present in this moment. Yeah, there's so many amazing little meditative and practices or being present practices out there. So I do find that is super helpful. And it also I find then helps you to become more self aware, and then catch those thoughts when they're coming in. So that's yeah. I don't yeah. have you have do you know of other tools or what would you recommend to? 
I, I like to meditate. I do a grateful journal every morning. I find that that helps me. Um, sometimes I meditate for five minutes, sometimes for like 20, just depends. But I, I like what you said about being present. And I find that with my grateful journal, I just I kind of replay from my day before and things that I want to bring into my day and just think about all of those things. And just it's amazing when we really get down to it, all the things that we really have to be grateful for that has nothing to do with monetary things and stuff like that so for me that is a really big thing mm -hmm. I think mom is exercise <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> that's when I do my most meditation it really is because when I exercise um I just get lost in it and I can get so many answers and clearing and things like that just doing that um you know I get yeah I'm totally get lost. It's it's yeah. just my love, but it helps me when I'm going to be doing um, Reiki or anything else. Um, it makes me more alert and makes me on top of my game. You know, like I got my spirits are coming through. You know, um, my everything's open to accept. And you know, it, it just makes me alive. I love it. That's it for me. <laughs> I do meditate too, uh, yeah. but uh, I do my music and my exercise is my game. Mm -hmm. I yeah. love that when you say that about exercise I completely understand I find uh, especially like yeah if you're running or even just doing weights you're I find I focus on my breath and so then I'm out of my head because I'm just trying to survive the run <laughs> focusing on my breathing so I can finish the run but yeah, as a result of that, then it's like, it takes me out of my head because I'm just practicing breathing in and out, right? Which is, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, it helped me because I was having a hard time meditating. And so it it took me where I needed to go. So I thought, huh, yeah. how lucky is that that I can get <laughs> two things at the same time? Right? That's awesome. Yeah. Well, and I think anything that you do that can take your mind so it's not constantly a whirlwind, right? Like, you know, mm -hmm. that's, I think, why some people like, you know, the creative side, the art and the drawing and things like that, because some people can get so lost into that. So, I mean, for me, I would say to anybody, really, whatever brings you that passion that, like you said, can just quiet your mind, rather it's exercise or art or, you know, meditation, if that's your thing. And I mean, meditation isn't for everybody, so... I think you yeah. need to do what your soul says that you should do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So how did you make your clearing spray? Did you just like, did that kind of come to you? Like, it sounds like you channel a lot of information from the angelic realm. So is that where you got that too? Yeah, it's funny because when you mentioned that you had found a clearing spray, I was I, I was thinking, oh, are you keeping it a secret? Because <laughs> so many people, right? Like, right. You'll have this, you find like what works perfectly. And then, yeah, it's kind of like that, the old, um, whatever you want to say, witch in me or whatever, right? <laughs> like, yeah, that's like, oh, special little potion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, make, I, I think that's why I love essential oils, because I do, I feel like that's bringing back that, just that earthly witch part of me that's like, ooh, look at what I can make with these. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, yes, I, I, I don't remember what I did. It's probably on a paper somewhere, but 
you know, I just kind of grabbed in whatever you're, and I find that too. And I don't know if you do, but like, I find when I'm making different things like that, I'm just drawn to what should actually go in there. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'll just give you a little, um, secret (laughs) It's maybe a little bit harder to find though, but, um, well, maybe, maybe not actually. So, so yeah, I started just listening intuitively to some, like what to use and, and you just pick, um, high vibing oils, right. To like your frankincense and your myrrh. And then there's so many things you can do with that. Like you can put it in spring water. And then if you want, you can bless it in the full moonlight and maybe do like a little ritual with it or Reiki the water to help raise the vibration. So I started off with just that, just doing spring water and then, yeah, intuitively connecting to the oils to add to it. And then I would actually place that once I'd made it, I would place it in a grid with the archangels to get them to. Oh, nice. Very good idea. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And then the secret, now I'm adding like (laughs) blast of clearing. And, and what I discovered is um, I was just, I was actually walking in a forest and they had just sprayed the trees, unfortunately, maybe like three days before. And I was with myself and a friend and her son and we were feeling tired. And I was like, what is even happening? I just started to get, it's like my crown started getting blocked and my third eye started getting blocked. And there was just this fatigue that came over us and, and I could feel it was energetic and something wasn't right. And so I came across this tree and some of the gold sap that was coming out. And I believe it was a cedar tree. And I took some of the sap and I just started breathing it while we were walking. And it was amazing. It just started to clear my third eye. It cleared my crown chakra. And all of a sudden I had my energy back. And I thought this is... (laughs) I I really thought that's what it was. So I had then my friend's son try it, who's really sensitive and same thing happened. He was yawning and then all of a sudden like all that stopped. (laughs) So I just happened to come across this, this ingredient or this uh, medicine from the trees. So, so now sometimes I'll be walking by a tree and it'll just stand out and there'll be the most beautiful gold drippings. It really looks like gold. And I just know, I I just, I know that's for my spray. So then I'll just take a little bit off and then I'll add that to my spray. And it just brings that energy in just to raise the frequency for the room and the people. So. Oh, I love that. (laughs) Yeah. Good for you. I love that. And I think, you know, there's so many, I mean, I mean, the oils are basically nature anyway. So I love that you were guided to do that because you know, that's such a treat to everyone. And that's such a nice smell anyways, but yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I find that like, I, do you find that like with all, um, I'm trying to get away from like the chemicals and some of those things in our lives or where they're spraying and things like that. Cause I just find for myself that it's really energetically, it blocks me. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It does. And yeah, I've been trying to use more um, like do terror products and natural cleaning products. It's just 
you know, it, it, it is crazy, isn't it? The more sensitive we get, the more sensitive we become to toxins and to smells. And I can't, I can't handle that where I was somewhere the other day where they had just sprayed just a little bit of a cleaner. And within probably 10 minutes, I had a headache and that never would have bothered me even, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah. That's so true. Same that's degree. true. Mm -hmm. I'm that way with like that air spray. And so my husband was a big air spray person. So I I just asked him nicely. I'm like, what if I tried to make you a natural one? Would you try it? He said, yeah, all right, sure. So now I make it and he's like, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> Blew me up some more, right? <laughs> I like it more better. So, which is great, right? Because I just, I think sometimes people don't realize just how susceptible our skin is and like, mm -hmm. you know, to be walking on the floor when there's these really, really heavy cleaners, especially if you're walking barefoot, which is my favorite thing, mm -hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. And yeah. they're all steeping into your feet and into your body. And I just, I, I don't know, I just, it makes yeah. me almost want to cry because, right, we're just doing this to ourselves and putting these things into our system. Yes, I know. Yeah. That's beautiful. It sounds like you're really um, connected with honoring your vessel. <laughs> try. Yeah. Yeah, we try. We try. It's important to honor your vessel. Yeah. <laughs> the, only one get, the only one we get, and we better like it a lot. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, and I think, I think that you're saying the same as well, right? Is that you're honoring that by listening to nature and listening to you know, the angelic realm and your, your higher consciousness to bring these things to people to help out when you're doing the Reiki and you're doing your services. Like, I think that's really wonderful. Yeah. Mm. So it's very, it's, I think you're very, what you're doing is very powerful and very beautiful to bring into the world, which is important. So you have, you have beautiful energy too. You very do. You're very light. Uh, Thank so you. it's pleasant to meet you. <laughs> thank really you is. that went right in my heart <laughs> there's so well, much love hey eh? it's like woo. Yeah, may whoever's listening receive all the love <laughs> yeah exactly and and I think that's you know that's one of the things that we love about doing this podcast is when we meet beautiful people like you with beautiful energy and then it goes out to the people that are listening yeah. that can then take that in and and you know be drawn and you know it's funny every podcasts that I listen to or things I listen to about Reiki and you said it, it's like it was calling me so which <laughs> which I find is funny because it does call you when you're ready for it you yes. bet it does you yeah. bet it does yeah. Yeah. yeah how did how did it call both of you well for me I was very young and um I started to see spirits uh quite young and wow. um over the years I something would say to me you should try that. Like, Hey, what would tea leaf reading be like? So, mm -hmm. you know, I started with that and then it just continued on from there. I started like, I need to try this too. <laughs> I need to try mm -hmm. that too. And a friend of mine who is a Reiki master and teacher, uh, she said to me 20 years ago or 30 years ago now, I looked that up again. But anyway, she said, mm -hmm. you should, have you ever thought about Reiki? Cause she does it and she does reflexology and things. And she said, I think that's your calling. And mm -hmm. I went, okay, you know, hook me up sort of thing. So after I started doing my Reiki, it was like, 
I love this. <laughs> like there was no, there was no. Uh, uh, I guess it's okay. It was like I really love this, and it really connected to everything else that I do. You know, because I do readings and all the rest of it too, clearings and whatnot. Um, mm -hmm. But the the Reiki just sort of uh, impact me in such a way that um, when somebody asked me to do it, it's like, would you do a long distance Reiki on me, please? Sure, no problem. <laughs> It just right. sure well. <laughs> so that's how I started anyway. Then I think for me, I saw that she had it, and it brought her a lot of joy. And I liked, I really felt like having that in my toolbox of things that I could do. That you know, I could use it for my own benefit, mm -hmm. and then I could use it to benefit other people. When you work on somebody the first time, I think the amount of just the energy exchange is incredible and it just it get, leaves you with something I don't know how to explain mm -hmm. <laughs> it is wonderment wonderment it's uh, magical yeah, yeah. can so you can you explain really it like the way that it makes you feel when you've done a Reiki session with someone and oh me sorry yeah yeah. Oh, I wasn't sure if it was your mom or me. <laughs> no, you. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny because somebody had made a comment, I remember about five years ago, just saying how if you're in the energy of Reiki all the time, you'll look a lot more younger and <laughs> more vibrant and clearer skin and all the things. And and it stuck with me because I thought, you know, that just feels so right. Because if you're in that Reiki vibration of divine love and light every single day, like that's got to affect then the physical as well, right? Because it's all, we're all so interconnected. So I agree. Um, yeah, so it is funny because we, I really think it has also a physical effect on our bodies by just being in that every day. It yeah. does. Yeah. It does. I, really I does. sometimes forget to use it. Like I had, I, I was sick the other day and I thought I was laying there and I was like, why wouldn't I just Reiki myself? Like, hello, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you <Okay>. have this, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? I but, know. but sometimes if you're not using it as, as often as you would be, you kind of forget those things sometimes. So yeah. but especially when you have so many different modalities that you use too, you know, like you're always using your, either your, crystals or your something you have so many tools that you use Kim so yeah you just do it <laughs> another way <laughs> you yeah. just hold it in I think yeah. that's what you do anyway it's the same with you it's uh um it's just something you pull in you keep pulling them in and pulling them and I know that I love crystals when I'm doing my Reiki I love mm -hmm. using my crystals on the people and under the under the table over the table you know wherever else yeah and, uh, that works yeah. for me too it's lovely yeah, I like that you use the grid too with alongside with your Reiki and stuff like that because I think that's just it's so powerful, right? To bring that oh, yeah. extra energy in and yes, yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was interesting. I started to work a little bit more with like bringing in that quantum field into practices. So yeah, it's it's just like that's the thing, right? When it's really fun to just allow yourself to see what else is in you you know like if you if you can just trust your intuition and follow your intuition like there's so much magic in all of us mm -hmm. and it's just 
so if you're getting guidance to like, for me, I think even with acupuncture to think outside of the box, like I started studying a bit of esoteric acupuncture, which is then working more on that ethereal plane and bringing it in into the physical. Like it was, it's like you're working in the quantum field. It was mind blowing. I bet. That, yeah. sounds, that sounds interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, it's, it's like, you know, with, with the Reiki, with the crystals, you know, when we can just make it when we can kind of incorporate what we're learning or what's kind of been channeled through to us from other teachers, but then then take kind of like the pieces that resonate, you could say, um, or that are maybe gonna be seeds to then spark something that's gonna be beautiful and birthed through you in that unique way, right? Because we all, that's like part of what I love doing in the New Earth Angel Reiki program I keep the classes small because I'm so passionate about helping just discover what every person's little magical piece is mm -hmm. and trying to empower them and trying to also bring it into their own awareness that mm -hmm. that is something that is within them that is unique and powerful. So yeah, when we can all just do that, this world is so magical. <laughs> exactly. Than there would be. Yeah. Tell yeah, us where I think we can find you. <laughs> What's that? Sorry. Tell us where we can find you. Like other people are looking for you, that you can help them with their Reiki and all you everything else you do. How do we get a hold of you? Oh yes, um, yes for sure. So uh, at least the the title is easy. Just newearthangelreiki.com. And there's just uh, I and I just teach online. I've just actually it's it's funny that we are correlating right now and connecting online because this just has opened up that I'm now teaching in the States and and wow. in Canada. So so yeah, so I'm I'm offering online courses and I feel see once again, right? It's like that divine timeline. Whereas a year ago I couldn't have done it because my gifts weren't online. That's funny. <laughs> they weren't like That's online true. yet. Yeah. But, I like <laughs> yeah, but now I have that ability that when I'm working with a student, I can see their practice students, energies, and auric fields so that I can guide my client to feel if the chakras open or closed because I can see where it's, it's, it's quite amazing that that came in for me. So, um, so then I can just tell the client, okay, this is where that chakra ends because it's that open or that closed and then I can kind of guide my client to help them feel then where that energy is on their client you know based on what I'm seeing if that makes sense yeah it yep. does make sense and that's nice that you have that online option for right. people like I, I think that's one thing that's become great about having the internet and potentially maybe the pandemic was right it taught so many people that we can do these things online and reach out which is great because you know mm -hmm. like you said people can get a hold of you from Canada or the U.S. are you on Facebook or Instagram or any Instagram, of those yeah Instagram as well yeah okay perfect well I'll make sure I share all of that in the show notes so that if people want to find you or look at your courses then they can sure. get on there and do that so Sure. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to have you. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes. Thank you. 
Yeah, I just always want it to be, um, you know, live. I don't ever want the program to be like, here's your notes and you do it, you know? I always want it to be like some, like a real face and <laughs> someone like actually holding the space and <laughs> there with you during the attunements. Yeah, it's just really important to me to have that personal connection, right, with students. Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree. And I think you take more from it if you have something where you can see the other person than if you're just like you said, here's a bunch of notes, go home, read them, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Well, it was such a pleasure meeting you and having you on with us. And we really appreciate you uh, sharing space with us to do that. So thank you. Yeah, so fun. And there's so much love here and support. And it's just nice connecting with other women. So you thank you so much. I really yes. enjoyed it. Yes, that's mm -hmm. as well. So Good. <laughs> thank yes. you. And everybody, make sure you tune in to us next week. You betcha. <laughs> <laughs>